All right, everybody, welcome into the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Um, I'm joined by Robert Stewart today, no Mason Choate. I'm Alex Trader. Uh, big weekend of football, not necessarily a great one for Arkansas fans. Um, Robert, just I, I guess we're going to get right into it here. The Liberty game, Arkansas loses 21-19. Trails, you know, by a lot more most of the game. Really looked helpless uh, on offense and, and even on defense at the beginning of the game. Just give us your thoughts on, on you know, how this one started out. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it was ugly. I mean, there's there's really no two ways about it. Um, giving up 21 points in, in the first half and and not doing anything to respond until, you know, of, of the as time expires in in the in the second quarter uh it's just a tough look i mean you can you can say what you will about the the trey knox bobble that turned into an interception that probably should have been a touchdown you know who knows how how things are different if if number seven comes down with that pass but uh i mean like you said they they looked hopeless uh, offensively for the most part i mean they had like four or five punts in a row to, to start things off let me pull up the drive chart here just to make sure. Um, yeah, four punts in a row, and then they went for it around midfield on fourth down, didn't get it. So, I mean, six straight possessions started with a punt or a turnover on downs. It, it just – it wasn't good. And then there was the interception after that to, to add insult to injury. So, yeah, I mean, offensively, it was, it was a miserable showing. Um, I, I don't really know how else to put it. Yeah, it, it really was pretty terrible. And then you get some life at the end of the game, which Arkansas really, you know, this game could have been a lot uglier. And I was really, you know, going into halftime, I was expecting it to get a lot uglier than it ended up being. Defense pitched a shutout in the second half, looked pretty good. Um, the, the main name, my main takeaway at least, once again, we saw Drew Sanders is very, very good at the game of football. I understand why he's being mocked as a first-rounder by some people. Um Another takeaway, second biggest one for me, is Quincy McAdoo the best defensive back on this team? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. You, you have to consider it, right? Because if, if you look at it from a sheer numbers perspective, this game, Arkansas allowed the fewest points in a game all season and the fewest yards in a game all season. And, I mean, coincidence or not, it was the first game that, that Quincy McAdoo took the field on the other side of the ball. So, um, I mean, the, the, those two stats right there tell me that, you know, this, this game is entirely indicative of, of the Arkansas offense and the way it played, because I mean, the, the defense was just remarkable, no points in the second half. They, they did everything they could. Quincy McAdoo did everything he could to, to get this, to get this team, you know, within a respectable score, like, you, you could argue that between the pump block that turned into a safety and the interception that uh, yielded a touchdown drive, he accounted for 10 of the 19 points in, in some way. Yeah, no, just a dominant performance. And I, I understand he's a true freshman who didn't come in as a corner. So I'm not too, too upset with the staff about not getting him on the field earlier. It, it 
is an interesting idea. And you can clearly see, I mean, you heard about it all throughout fall camp that he's one of the most athletic receivers they have. He's one of the players that, that, you know, is making a push for playing time, even as a true freshman. So when you see the depth in that defensive back room, maybe you like to see him get switched over a little sooner. That way he can make an impact earlier in the year. But right now you've got him exactly where he needs to be uh, in terms of helping out the team. Um, a couple, you know, uh, I'm going to say here, credit to Barry Odom. He gets a lot of crap. That second half was fantastic from the defense. The first half did look very, very bad. They were running a smash concept that was getting open every single time, had one touchdown, had another big play because of it, uh, and they fixed it. So credit to Barry Odom's defense. Like you said, least points allowed in the game. Um, I was really impressed with the way they played. Offensively, can't say the same. Um, K.J. Jefferson comes out, kind of turns it around a little bit in the second half there, but he, you know, for most of that game looked pretty Pretty pedestrian at quarterback. The rushing game really never got going. Rocket Sanders, uh, 17 carries for 60 yards, and, and one of those was a 28-yard rush. So um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with the offense. Did you see anything, you know, outside of maybe Matt Landers doing what he did that, that made you feel some, some type of uh, hope heading into next week uh, in terms of the offense? I mean, the 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 Trey Knox usage was nice, I think. I mean, did he, he scored both touchdowns, didn't he? And and he probably should have had that that one in the first half as well. Um, it, it feels like they've sort of gotten away from him uh, since that since that first game against Cincinnati. So I, I would say that's a bright spot. But um, yeah, I mean it was it was baffling the the run game and and the quarterback play for for most of it. I mean, I feel like you can chalk it up to an injured KJ Jefferson. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at it optimistically, um, we. I don't know if we've made this public yet, but he was he was limited in practice on Monday. I remember that because the the portion that was open to media viewing, he he had his helmet on off like he was holding it in his hand and he wasn't throwing the football. That was that was what we saw on Monday. But, you know, he, he got back to it. So I don't I don't really know We're I feel like we're in the dark with with his situation. Um, I mean, I asked Hugh Freeze what was going on if. How did they how did they shut those two guys down, him, uh, Jefferson and, and Rocket Sanders? And he, he said we didn't really do anything special. Um, they they just I mean, they were bullying the Arkansas offensive line, which is not something that we've seen this year really at all. Yeah, And especially, you know, you, you've went up against Alabama, you've went up against uh, Mississippi State, Auburn. This is Liberty, guys. It's it's we saw the 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 um, star comparison that Mason puts out every week and the, the talent gap was tremendous and Arkansas looked like they were the inferior team out there on the field for much of that game I, I one more thing about you know how the offense played the second half or at least that fourth quarter probably I'll narrow it down to the fourth quarter because that third quarter still was kind of ugly the fourth quarter looked very very promising for Arkansas they drove down and scored and drove down and scored again and put themselves in a position to tie the game um, unfortunate I thought he made it in on that two-point conversion but when you're in a dogfight with Liberty, you can't leave it up to the refs to decide the game. That That's kind of what my perspective has been on it. You have to go out there and dominate the game. And if it's in the refs' hands, then you you may as well have already lost it. Yeah, I was I was in the opposite end zone when when that uh, from where the, the two point conversion happened. I, I'm I'm no one to say, you know, he was in or not. Certainly the fans thought he was. I, I knew that much. But, um, yeah, like you said, it, it can't come down to that if you're playing a, a non-power five team it just can't like i i understand that Liberty's good i i am willing to give the flames a lot of credit for how they played because you know it's not like arkansas like 
only did it to themselves, right? The Flames were a good football team. They're, they moved up to, to 19 in the AP poll. You know, I mean, it, it, was, it was a very similar situation, honestly, to their game against Wake Forest. If, if they had made a two-point conversion at the end of the game there, uh, they, they, they would have beat the Demon Deacons. So, um, you know, that's, that's the only thing that, that stands between them and an undefeated record right now. It, like, I understand strength of schedule. I, had, I was saying it all last week. I, I know that they're playing inferior competition for the most part um, than, than Arkansas is. But they're, we, we need to allow for the fact that they're, they're also a good football team. Yeah. Um, pivoting to what happened after the game, uh, I wasn't able to catch Sam Pittman's press conference. I did see some things on Twitter, you know, where, where Jaden Hazelwood saying, you know, we didn't know before or who was going to be the starting quarterback before any of y'all did. Um, Sam Pittman saying that that he had talked to Kendall Bryles about going to Malika at, at some point during that game. And uh, Kendall stood up for KJ and said, no, he's our guy. We need to ride with him. Um were there any take uh, any other big takeaways uh, at least on your end from the players during the press conference? Uh, I didn't I didn't go to the Arkansas pressers either. I was I was at Hugh Freeze, but yeah, I mean that that Hazelwood quote about not knowing who the quarterback is going to be that that should that should really tell you. I mean that's that's the root of the dysfunction in the offense right now. Um, I I think that's really all there is to it. Yeah, I just it. It's been so inconsistent this season. It's it's really hard to tell from a week-to-week basis. You've really struggled in the first couple of weeks, even against a team like Missouri State. So I guess this isn't something that the Hogs haven't done so far this season. But th- then you look phenomenal the last the last two two weeks. So I you have if you're Kendall Riles and Sam Pittman, you have to get it under control before next week, or it's going to be an embarrassing showing when LSU comes to town. Uh, especially you know. I'm not saying Arkansas can like is going to go out and win this game, but letdown spots are a real thing in college football, and there's no, maybe no greater letdown than going from beating Alabama at home to taking on a team that just lost to Liberty on the road. Um, the opportunities there, they have to get it figured out. They may have to do that without a starting safety. Um, after the even further after the game, that it was confirmed that the two Razorback players got arrested on, uh, I believe it was Dixon. Or that, that it was out um, near Dixon. Yeah. So uh, Miles Slusher uh, and, and freshman Anthony Brown were both arrested, um, both out now. But uh, it seemed like a situation where there was maybe some alcohol involved, and um, Brown ha- had you know pushed a cop that was trying to get everybody out of the road. Uh, then he's being put under arrest. Slusher goes and tries to help Brown out, and then he gets put under arrest. Not a great, not a great look. You go out and you lose to Liberty, and then you're out in the out in the street getting drunk and, and getting arrested, Robert. Yeah, um, those those two things happening a matter of hours apart is is a terrible look. You're right. Um, I mean, I that is really not how I wanted to spend my Sunday morning uh, is uncovering the details of that situation. But uh, alas, it is what it is. Um, wonder if we're going to get further comment from. Uh, Sam Pittman today in his press conference because we asked for a statement yesterday after the police reports had come out. His statement seemed to indicate that they were still looking for all the information, but that, I mean, that's that's all the information you're going to get, I would think. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a big enough deal that Miles Slusher gets, you know, suspended for a game or the rest of the season by the team. We'll have to see what happens, but 
Um, you know, circling back to, to what you were saying earlier about a letdown from LSU, I was talking with Mason about this on our way out of the stadium on um, on Saturday night. Like, I feel like it's probably you, like you can't underestimate LSU. I can see how you underestimate Liberty, but but you know exactly what you're getting with with this Tigers team right now. So I would I would think maybe that makes game planning a little bit easier. Um, and you know, of course, there is that possibility of of a hangover game for LSU. Yeah, and home field advantage clearly involved in the spread, but Arkansas opened as a as a two point or a two point underdog in the look ahead um, lines for this weekend. So that line doesn't make any sense. That generally tells you that Vegas is thinking something's going on or knowing something's going on that, that we all don't. Um, we'll be interested to see how that moves with with some bets this week. But Arkansas right now is not being looked at as a severe underdog against you know what a team that's probably going to pop into the top six, seven, eight spots in the college football playoff rankings. That's going to be really interesting to monitor. Um, one more thing for you guys. This doesn't usually come out on this podcast, um, but it's big news. It's really big news. Potentially, you know, you don't want to call kids program changers, but if you're going to have a guy that, that is coming to Arkansas, Kavion Henderson might be one. He's a 2024 defensive end, uh, defensive end out of Leeds, Alabama, who held offers from Auburn, from Alabama, from Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, 40-plus offers, um, calls the hogs yesterday. Picks Arkansas, uh, huge, huge commitment from the staff, uh, says the relationship's great, has come out and said before that, you know, he doesn't understand why everybody just goes to the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States of the world. He wants to start his own wave, and, and that's what he's doing. He's he's coming to Arkansas, first commit in the 2024 class, and he's the highest-rated commit since Sosa game in 2016. So that's a pretty, you know, pretty big thing to, to have on the board, um, and, and, you know, Despite a loss yesterday, you have to come away, you know, at least from a recruiting front, feeling like the staff is still planning on on advancing next season and, and has the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a recruiting expert like you are, but um, it, it feels pretty significant that, that Pittman and company were able to pluck a kid out of out of the state of Alabama with, you know, countless other SEC offers to his name. Yeah, and it, so to be fair, Alabama's offer did come in about a month or two months ago, so a little bit late to the party. Arkansas has been on him since January, but you're still picking Sam Pittman's Arkansas Razorbacks over Nick Saban, who you know his grandfather was a huge Alabama fan. So that that's something that you're not only breaking away from the in-state you know dynasty of Alabama, but you're also making your own path and choosing something that may not be and you're, you're picking against kind of your nostalgic uh, interests and you're kind of, you're, you're picking against your heart a little bit there in terms of, of a loved one who, who was a huge Alabama fan. Um, massive news. I'll be interested to see how they build off that 2024 class as this is about the time we started to see a couple commits coming in, in 2023. Um, before we get out of here, I want to, Remind you guys about our friends at My Perfect Franchise, um, who, who you know have been great to us, sponsor the podcast. Um, are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands, or are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diverse, wanting to diversify your portfolio? Well, Andy Ledecky can help. Andy is a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using his expertise, he helps others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Free consultation. 
Uh, call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, 100% free. So do what you have, or so sorry. Uh, so what do you have to lose? Um, it, it's, you know, Andy took us through this process, me and Mason, before we made this deal. And, and it is very thorough. He, he, they go through the process of finding a fit that's right for you and put you in a place that can succeed. So if this is something you're wanting to look into, there's no better place to do it than My Perfect Franchise. Uh, find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Uh, contact Andy Ledecky um, anytime at A Ledecky. That's A L U E D E C K E at myperfectfranchise.net uh, or call 404 973 9901. That's 404 973 9901. Or once again, visit myperfectfranchise.net. Thank you again for sponsoring the podcast, Andy. And Robert, I'm going to give you a chance to cap off on anything here that you want to cap off with. I know it was a busy weekend of Arkansas sports. We have hoops coming out tonight. Go check out Jackson's new podcast. Uh, the Hardwood Hogs, I believe is what it's called, with yep. Arkansas assistant coach, coach Gus Arginal. Uh, I'm going to go listen to it as soon as we get off this recording. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, Robert, go ahead. Yeah, a um, lot. It's a, it's a, like you said, busy weekend at Hogbeat. Uh, will be, continue to be a busy week at Hogbeat. Uh, before the next Gridiron Hog, Hogs podcast, there will be two practices, a Sam Pittman press conference and a players press conference Tuesday night. So, be sure to visit arkansas.rivals.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. Mason spells it out every day. I'd be remiss if I didn't do the same. Um, yeah, just just stay following us for coverage. Um, there, there, there's plenty of it. And uh, welcome welcome to the crossover season. As you mentioned, hoops start tonight. How about that? So excited. Uh, Do you see what they're doing with the student section where they're giving away the jersey to the first couple? I don't know how many people they're giving them to, but that's it. This is the kind of stuff, and we didn't talk about the student loyalty program. We're not going to dive into it here, but I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I'm just excited about, you know, the way that, it's very cool the way the staff is or that that this kind of administration is bringing about, you know, crossover fans. They're getting people who go to men's basketball games into women's games into gymnastics just a very interesting idea um that'll be a rant for a different day though thank you guys for listening thank you robert for joining me uh once again robert stewart alex trader um and this was the gridiron hogs podcast um go check out hogbeat.com h-a-w-g-b-e-a-t.com robert's got stuff coming out mason's got stuff coming out jackson kills it with the basketball coverage hard uh go check out the hardwood hogs podcast later this week we'll have the recruiting hogs podcast and we're gonna have full coverage of kv on henderson's commitment i've got his commitment story as well as a video breakdown up uh, of his sophomore season highlights so go check all that out um, and thank you for listening